think they just picked us to do this because we're young and dumb. Come on, Goose, we're the tip of the sword. Some uh, victory cigars! Yeah, victory cigars! There you go. Put that in your inside pocket next to your heart. You know, Jack, we may lose this battle, but we're gonna win this war. You know how I know? No. Them. Because they're rare. And at times like these, you see them stepping forward. There's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer, Jack. Welcome to the Plastic Things Podcast. It's me, Pop. I'm the Rodney, it's me. And you know, at tea time, everybody agrees. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, welcome to the Plastic Fangs Podcast. Back with episode number 82. 82. And, of course, we're celebrating the year of the Michael Shannon all year long. And uh, the snippet at the top was from the WW2 Jerry Bruckheimer action epic Pearl Harbor, starring everyone. Literally everyone is in that movie. On the planet, everybody is in it. Hey, it's me. You can find me in Pearl Harbor. I'm in a scene, like, behind Ben Affleck somewhere. You know, he's just, he's very huge, so I, I can't see me a whole lot, probably cut out a little bit, but um, I'm in there, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to get to the significance of that clip a little bit later, uh, but first, it's spooky season, you know, I mean, that's the name for it now, right, spooky season, Uh or uh, at least a couple weeks ago, uh, or, or maybe like the middle of August, uh, the, the boy had said, you know, uh, that it was fall. And I was like, no, it's not fall. It's not fall yet. But then it became fall, like officially, you know, by the um, pagans or whoever set that shit up, you know. But, uh, you know, of, of course, he's a freshman in, in high school now. So I'm sure that they'll actually cover seasons eventually. Uh, maybe it'll be on the SATs or whatever. Uh, but uh, but with uh, the beginning of uh, of spooky season, uh, the summer blockbuster season is is done. You know, not that it you know was a thing. Well, I'll talk about that a little bit more here in a few. Uh, but uh, pumpkin spice, man. It's all over the place. It's been flowing. I think, you know, that that's probably why the boy got confused that fall was happening like mid-August because that's when you start seeing stuff. You know, it's like, oh, hey, there's Count Chocula. 
you know, but then it's, it's not just Count Chocula. It's, you know, Captain Crunch has a, a cereal too that turns your milk green. Uh, you know, so it's like, you know, then you start seeing the pumpkin spice stuff. And then of course, Dunkin' Donuts was like, you know, we're starting this shit early. And like, you know, a week before Starbucks went out and with their pumpkin stuffs, you know, they had their stuff. So, I mean, pumpkin spice is everywhere. I mean, you know, again, like I talked about from cereal to coffee, uh, medicinal suppositories, everything is pumpkin spice. Uh, and, um, of course with that and Oh, hold on. We're being attacked by the Russians. Apparently hold on. We're going to let them, uh, fly over. I thought a little bit of, uh, you know, red dawn was happening for a second, but, uh, I guess that's what happens when you live in an area where, you know, there's military. Uh, in fact, uh, here in the, um, Hampton Roads, I think, you know, that's kind of like the general area, you know, there's Norfolk, Virginia Beach, you know, other stuff, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff, right? And so one of the bumper stickers that, that, that they have, or one of the sayings is, you know, I heart jet noise. And, um, you know, I haven't, I guess I haven't been here long enough to heart jet noise. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I almost fucking pulled a, a Patrick Swayze. Red Dawn, I was almost ready to get in a pickup truck and head to the uh, sporting goods store and get some shit. Anyway, where was I? Uh, medicinal suppositories. Yeah, pumpkin spice. In fact, I've got my goodies headache powder uh, pumpkin spice for my headaches. Extremely good. Uh, helps my headaches, and I feel like dressing up like Han Solo. I mean, everything is pumpkin spice. Everything. You know, it's uh, pumpkin spice shrimp at Outback. I don't know. It's, you know, but but for real. We as Americans, we fucking love pumpkin spice. And uh, it's kind of like the McRib for basic people, right? You know, I don't know. If the McRib is punk rock, pumpkin spice is, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know. Spooky time. It's horror movie season, right? You know, it's the, it, we of the horror movie ilk, you know, us, it's Halloween is 365, 24 seven, right? You know, but this is the time of year when all those, you know, people on the fringe are like, oh, I like scary movies, you know? Oh yeah. Well, have you seen Terra Firma? Uh, no, what's that? Oh, we should watch it together. And then, you know, they're just, they don't talk to you after you show it to them. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know. I think Shannon should probably watch Terra Firmer. Uh, but uh, but I I would still want her maybe after the the wedding, you know, after we get married, which is actually it's uh, uh, there's going to be a Plastic Fangs wedding coming up here in November, uh, so it's gonna be cool. So yeah, we'll I'll definitely show her Terra Firmer after. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe she would divorce me over Terra Firmer. It'd be like, you know, what are the grounds for divorce, uh, Mrs. Self? Because she's going to take my, my name. She's going to be Shannon Self. Uh, her initials will be SS. And so, um, actually, no, Shannon is her middle name. I'm not going to give out her first name here uh, for uh, protection of the innocent. Uh, but, um, but no. But, I mean, Kanye would, would probably like the fact her initials were SS. But anyway, um, horror movie 
season is here. And, um, and man, it's exciting. And with it being horror movie time, we can now look forward to the horror movie blockbusters that are set to release. Right. And, and this October is a special October, by the way, because there's a special date. That's right. There's a Friday the 13th in October. That's kind of, you know, for us horror movie people, for us scary folks, you know, that's kind of like when Easter falls on Sunday. Oh, shit, wait. Um, That's kind of like when Christmas Day falls on Sunday. You know, but I mean, it's it's our thing, right? I mean, it's, it's a special thing. Friday the 13th in October, it's that rare occurrence where everything's spooky and horror and, you know, Halloween and all that went into lines. It's when the powers are like the, at their strongest for horror movies and Halloween. In fact, the last one we had was, was back in 2017. And the next one from here is going to be 2028. And then uh, 2034 and then 2045, and then 2051. So it seems like that these Friday the 13th happen in October more often 11 years apart, but sometimes every six years. So regardless, it's it's like a rare thing. It doesn't come around like the Olympics do, right? I mean, because we got 11 in six years, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a science, and you can't explain how that happens. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's numbers. I'm not sure. I'm a podcaster, not a physicist. You know, I just, you know, had those dates from, uh, you know, Googling, you know, yeah, uh, hey, Google calendar, uh, October, you know, so that's what it is. But, um, but, you know, this is going to be a special October 13th, Friday, October 13th. This year is going to be a very special because one of the scariest movies in the world is about to be released. Uh, in fact, most of the showings are already sold out and it's something that is going to be a huge victory for the, for the movie theaters. And of course, I mean, if you didn't already catch the hints that I've already had out here, I'm talking about Taylor Swift's eras tour. That's going to be releasing in theaters. It's like concert film, you know, uh, rattle and hum maybe, but for Taylor Swift fans, stop making sense, which just had its own re-release out in some theaters talking heads, man, you know, ah, who took the money, who took the money away? You know, that's my talking heads. Again, I don't do impersonations, Impre- impersonations, impressions. Yeah. That me. I don't do them, but that would be David Byrne, you know, try to think of some other concert movies. Uh, the last waltz, of course, Marty Scorsese directed, uh, Neil, (laughs) what I remember about the last waltz is Neil Young coming out on stage and he's got like uh, Coke all over his nose. That was, you know, funny, you know, rock stars will be rock stars. Am I right? Uh, but, but yeah, in fact, um, the Taylor Swift thing is kind of, it's really crazy because, you know, she's a megastar, right? Now, uh, of course, with fall and all of that comes football. And, you know, obviously it's not a football podcast that you're listening to, though uh, me uh, and the boy and, and 
Shannon, we love the football. We love the foosball. Same as uh, JoJo and Micah out there, you know, uh, just a bunch of us in the fam. We love a football, right? And, and if you're a football fan, you're probably already done with the name Taylor Swift. You're kind of done hearing about it because she has infected the NFL like an STD. That's right. And I'll tell you what, the NFL, they don't want to even get antibiotics for this discharge. Uh-uh. They want to keep that baby going. They want to keep that ball rolling. You know, that Tay-Tay, she's a megastar. And now that her and the Kansas City uh, Chiefs tight end, uh, Travis Kalachi, are dating, right? You know, they're an item. Because, you know, with Taylor Swift, it's not just about the music. It's about who she's dating. You know, it's, 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 you know, she writes the songs about her breakups. You know, I think she dated uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? I I mean, I guess. And she released a song about him or I don't know, John Mayer. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is that I, I don't even try to keep up with the news or stuff. I'm not tuning into Access Hollywood to get the, to get the tea. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to the E news channel. Right. You know, I I mean, but I hear it, it goes around and that's, that's the crazy thing. And that's how big Taylor Swift is, is that you don't even have to follow and you're going to hear shit about her, you know? I mean, and that's the thing is that now that she's dating a football player, all those eyes, you know, all those legions of Swifties, you know, they're looking at the NFL, man. And you know what? Swifties, they're opening up their wallets. They're buying jerseys. You know, ratings are going through the roof in the, in the NFL games just to get a glance of Taylor Swift cheering in those luxury seats, right? I mean, in fact, she even had in in the last game, you know, for, since this broadcast, she had Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and Hugh Jackman, you know, show up. I mean, so it, it's, it, it's fucking crazy, you know, um... But, you know, they're, they're buying these, they're making custom jerseys. You know, the Swift fans are, are, you know, shelling out money. They're willing to learn about football and all of that just because the person that, that they love and they worship is dating this football player. And the NFL is like, you know, like that meme, that guy, you know, who's like behind the tree licking his lips. That's how the NFL is. You know, seeing that, they're like, we want that audience. You know, we want, you know, just a little piece of it. You know, just bring us a little, a little nugget. And by a little nugget, that's like, you know, one of their games was like higher rated, like 10 more, 10 million more people watched it, you know? But I mean, I guess the big question is how did these Swifties get so rich? I mean, aren't they like 12? You know, maybe I should become a Swiftie. I mean, and I mean, if you join and and say, if, if you declare that you're a Swifty, do you get like a, a check in the mail? I mean, give me that. If that's the case, then I'll be a Swifty. Shit. <laughs> now, I, I don't, I, I don't mind some of her songs. Um, I mean, you know me, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of pop, female pop culture artists, you know, and you know, cheesy music, pop music, or I like, I love everything really. But I mean, you know, she has a couple, 
a couple songs that, you know, I guess I would say I really do dig. I mean, there's that one song about shaking it off. I mean, I do that every day, sometimes twice. Sometimes Shannon helps me shake it off. (laughs) Uh, Well, but there is that sweet song, that song Lover, you know, Lover, I'm your lover. Yeah, I dig that one. And you know what? Uh, I'm not a great singer. I I, I do sometimes sound like uh, Nelly Furtado. Because during that I'm Like a Bird song, I can harmonize with her. It's weird. Now, that's the, my only talent that I have, that and making fart jokes into a microphone. But, uh, but I mean, you know what? That, that's two songs, what, The Shaking Off and The Lover? Um, let's see if I can name another one. Uh, Goodbye, Earl. Nope, nope, not, nope, not... I don't think Goodbye Roll is one. I think that's the chicks uh, that did that. Um, all right, so I know those two. But you know what? Hootie and the Blowfish had like two songs, and, you know, they made millions. So there you go. But, um, but you know, keeping on this, uh, this topic, uh, not only is that NFL thing a thing, right, with Taylor Swift, uh, but – you know, she's actually, she announced that she was going to be releasing, you know, this, this movie, this concert movie, the ears tour, and that she was going to release it on Friday, October 13th. Now, since then, you know, they of course uh, have had showings that are selling out. Uh, there's uh commemorative popcorn buckets and cups, which I know is kind of appropriate now for every single movie, right? Every movie comes with a, you know, like a, a popcorn bucket and a cup nowadays you know because you know everyone wants to get that extra money and you know i mean for theaters i don't fucking blame them right you know you want to keep things rolling or whatever what they should do is invest in employees and pay them enough to actually give a you know what i'm saying you know because then maybe that uh that coke remix machine won't you know fuck up all the time but um but you know who is kind of po'd about this whole Taylor Swift thing or the major studios. Taylor Swift made the movie and her crew, I mean, they, they self-financed it and made it and everything did everything the way that they had to, you know, that you make a movie or concert film or whatever. And they're like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna sell it. And, you know, they're going to distribute it without a major studio. And of course, you know, there's that whole actors and writers strike that was going on. Now, of course, the writers strike is over, but the actors are still striking. But I mean, before anything even opened up, right, that there's Taylor Swift's, you know, movie has over 26 million in pre-sales, pre-sales. I mean, again, sellout, stuff like that, 26 million. That's like four times the amount of what The Flash made during its entire run. Wonk, wonk. And now we'll say Universal was all set because they were going to release uh, David Gordon Green's Exorcist on the holiest of holy horror movie days. That's every six to 11 years. Hot off of his success. <laughs> Sorry. Six, six. <coughs> um, yeah, success of uh, the Halloween trilogy. 
remake. Um, some some just, whew, it's God that really sucked. Sucked to have to say, uh, right? Anyway, uh, they signed that paperwork before Corey Cunningham was even a name, right? <laughs> they were like, oh man, Halloween 2018 did great. We're going to let you do three more movies, but for The Exorcist. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> they were going to release it that day, and because of the Taylor Swift thing, Universal was like, ah, we got to move that shit up. They want to avoid competition because they know that The Exorcist does not have $26 million worth of pre-sales. And it's competition. But really, when you think about it, isn't that kind of punk rock, right, of Taylor Swift to do? Who would have thought? Taylor Swift indie filmmaker, right? I mean, granted, her budget is much higher than any other indie filmmaker and has resources and stuff like that, but it's independent film, man. It's concert film. And, you know, kind of did it on her own. I mean, I'm not, I'm, she didn't do it on her own, obviously. But, I mean, you know, outside that fucking system, man. You know, we love it when, like the Blair Witch Project, you know, independent film, most profitable film for the longest time because of that. Uh, the movie with uh, with Jesus in it about the child trafficking and stuff made a shit ton of money. And we, we you know, we always kind of, we root for the little guy and everything. Now, granted, Taylor Swift isn't the little guy, you, you know, but, but it's kind of a punk rock thing to do. Last year, David Gordon Green kind of gave me PTSD from that character whose n- initials are C&C. Not C&C Music Factory, but C&C, you know. I'm not going to say it again. You already know. But if any of the early reviews of The Exorcist believer, that's what's going to, you know, and I'm sorry, the title, when I first heard it was Exorcist, The Exorcist Believer, you know, it made me think about, I guess it's Imagine Dragons that have that song Believer. And I'm like, man, if that song is in that movie, but I mean, if those early reviews that I've read already are any indication, DGG is going to evil dies tonight another franchise if you catch my drift i had read recently that halloween ends is now a cult classic i don't know who's out there considering it but it was someone that said that this film is now a year later a cult classic and and believe me when i read that it was kind of a weird take for me you know and, and you can go back and listen to the episode where ski and i did our review of it you know but you know i i'm open-minded and I decided, you know, well, well, I read this article and I was like, well, what did I miss? You know, what, what is it that I missed that now makes this kind of like a cult classic? And I went back and watched it. And for watching, rewatching this movie proved anything to me. It's that I just hated it more. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I, the argument's been done to death. And I mean, and it's still, it's going to go on for generations and stuff like that. I watched it. I was glad it was a horror movie. Glad it's a Michael Myers movie. Speaking of Michael Myers, you know, I was driving in, uh, in one of the neighborhoods near my work and I saw, uh, one of those inflatable Michael Myers kind of things like from Walmart, 
right? I think it's, you know, they're going to be like 30 bucks or whatever. And it's like an inflatable and it's Michael Myers, but it's not like scary Michael Myers. It's, it's kind of like a cartoony Michael Myers. You know, and I was thinking about that movie, um, that, that was released over the summer, the, the last voyage of Demeter, which is the, you know, you take a chapter out of Dracula, the one where he's traveling on a boat and uh, you're going to make a movie out of that, you know? And I was thinking that didn't do well at the box office. You know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, shit's not scary anymore. Right. You know, growing up, I remember having a little bit of fear there with, I mean, Frankenstein, you know, the monster, well, I'm sorry, Frankenstein's, but I'm not going to go through that again, but you know, you know, Dracula, you know, a wolf man, creature from the black lagoon, just kind of thinking about all of those, all of those things were, were kind of your, your mainstay scary. And then, you know, the actresses, the actresses still watching it. Now there are some things that I wouldn't say, you know, scary. It's disturbing. You know, you rewatch it even after watching it. A lot of times you can still pull some, something from it that makes you feel a certain way. It's just, it's, it, it doesn't seem scary. Even going back and watching it chapters one and two, good, you know, scares, obviously, but not, not terrifying. Terrifier, uh, art clown. I mean, there are definitely some scary parts in it, you know? So it's, it's really weird how, you know, just not scary. They're selling cartoon Michael Myers as a blow up, right? Cartoon Chucky, cartoon Jason, little blow ups. Those are the things, you know, Oh, it's Jason, you know, Oh, it's Chucky. And, and, you know, and I love it, you know, horror fandom, there's never been a time better to be a fan of horror. It's just, it just doesn't seem scary anymore. I'm sorry. That's me, you know, kind of shaking my fist at the cloud. But I will say that Taylor Swift's Eras Tour flick is exactly what the theaters want. Theaters want butts in the seats. They want people to buy merchandise. They want people to buy food. It's what the NFL wants. That's why they're showing her every five minutes so they can have the ratings. I mean, it's, it's, it's that, that cash cow everyone just wants to be a part of. I mean, you might say that Taylor Swift's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard for sure. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if Universal or Disney or MGM or whoever is going to get pissy about it, maybe they need to start appreciating the creators, right? The writers, the crew, the actors, everyone. Start appreciating that. You know, put money behind stuff. You know, not everything has to be about making money. You know? I mean, that's, that's how we got, you know, the exorcist to, to push boundaries and stuff like that. The exorcist in 1974 could never be made today with the same kind of content. Never. Absolutely not. It's really weird how we are, uh, you know, just in a, a weird spot because, you know, you think we're further than 1974 and and yet we're not 
you know, that's why people, you know, kind of thumb or shake their, you know, thumb their noses at Lloyd Kaufman and Troma, you know, or Terrifier and Arctic Clown, you know, and just say it doesn't belong. Well, you know, it, it's not something that you feel you should consume, you know, and, and you know what? Maybe it's not safe for some people to consume, but I mean, the, it's art. But if you're going to talk about money and you're going to talk about wanting to make it, if I'm a movie theater, I'm just going to do my own shit. Look at the fucking Mahoning. You know, they were going to close because they couldn't get a digital projectors and stuff like that. Now they're one of the greatest places to go on the entire planet with full retro 35 millimeter for life, baby. People go for an experience for a good time for what's, you know, and yes, for what's familiar, but they don't want to see the same shit made over and over again, but maybe studios too. What they need to do is maybe stay out of the creative process, pay money and invest in the creators. You know, that's what the NFL kind of does, right? You know, they pay money and invest in these players that they hope are going to do really well. And guess what? If they don't, they don't get paid no more. It makes sense, right? You know, you don't, you know, a, a, a coach is going to call the plays, right? But I mean, ultimately the owner owns the team. There's only so much you have, but I mean, a quarterback, you know, like uh, Patrick Mayhomes is going to, you know, have to deviate from the play that's called to make something happen. You know, NFL teams invest in, in their players because the goal, ultimate goal is to win. You can kind of look at it the same way as movie studios. You know, they, they put money into a project that they feel is going to be something that's going to be popular and thus make a lot of money. But of course, they took competition out of it, right? Because they have these release dates and stuff like that and be like, oh, well, too many people are going to you know, go see this movie. So it's going to only hurt us. So you're already kind of conceding, you know, that that your movie's not as good. Because believe me, the audience, there might be a little bleed over between Swifties and Exorcist, you know, audience, but not a whole lot, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, but again, they want a movie like The Exorcist to be, you know, something seen by everybody. It's kind of weird when you think about it, but it's almost as if movie studios need to act a little bit more like the NFL. As a horror fan, am I upset that The Exorcist, it's not, that it's not going to be releasing on Friday the 13th? No, I, I could give a shit. Because guess what? On October, Friday, October the 13th, probably be watching a Friday the 13th film. Kind of like I always do on all the other Friday the 13th. Now, would it be really cool to go see something in the theater? Absolutely. And you know what? There are enough independent theaters that will show shit like that. In fact, the uh, in Norfolk here, we have the Narrow Theater. And all October long, they have an amazing lineup of horror movies. And guess what film they're showing on Friday the 13th? They're even showing Freddy vs. Jason, too. And you know what? I'd go see that in a movie. I'd probably enjoy seeing it in the theater second time. And again, I hate to prejudge that I would this this exorcist uh, believer. You know, uh, fool me uh, once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. And I don't know. I don't know. I'll give DGG a chance. But you know what else? It'd be a lot cooler 
if more Halloween and horror movies were just released in the month of October. Case in point, went and saw Disney's Haunted Mansion. Had It had David, uh, Lakeith David was in it. He's from Get Out. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Tiffany Haddish. Even had Jared Leto as the voice of the Hatbox Ghost. I mean, it was a Haunted Mansion movie that had the Hatbox Ghost in it. But they released it in July. Now, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't that great. But it may have been better if it was released in October. I don't know. It just still could have been a horror movie. It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great either. Uh, you know, it's like you kind of see what they were doing. But in all honesty, October, just fucking release the thing in October. What are you going to lose more money? I don't know. Make a good movie. Put it out in October. And who gives a shit who's going up against it? Make a good movie. Someone's going to go. And same with Cobweb. Cobweb, uh, the movie with uh, Homelander, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. So kind of like in that Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, you know, wheelhouse of people. Cobweb, uh, it was released around the same time in July. Uh, even takes place during Halloween. It's an actual part of the plot released in July. Those are two movies that could have been released this October. Probably would have done better because of that. But my guess is that they released them in July so they could be on streaming services come October. Because it's all about synergy, baby. But I mean, other than Exorcist, Believer, and Taylor Swift, what else we got this October? But when I'm recording this podcast, it's already first few days of end of October. Nothing else. I mean, unless you count the return of Jigsaw. That's right. Jigsaw is back with Saw X. Or is it 10? Is it? Are they calling it Saw 10 or Saw X? I, I swear to God, it's like the fucking iPhone 10 thing all over again. Is it iPhone 10 or iPhone X? I don't know. I mean, now it, it has been released. I haven't seen it yet, but it's a sequel to the first movie, but a prequel to everything else. It, it's kind of weird with the timeline. And I will say that boy actually watched saw the original saw saw one and saw two. So I don't really want to give away any spoilers in this podcast. Not that he listens because he's a fucking high schooler and he's like, eh, you're all right. Eh, you know, I don't know if he talks like that or what. It's just he's he's every definition of the teenager. So I'm not going to call him the teenager, though. He's always going to be the boy when he's 40 years old. I'm going to be like, the boy here. You know, people are going to just groan and be like, Rodney, stop it. And I'll be like, you know, shut up. I have ten tendinitis, which I actually do. I got diagnosed with it. Talk about horror. Uh, I am now living with and suffering from tendinitis. So, uh I will accept uh, cards and kind wishes and uh, do wells with the issue that I'm dealing with. My, my family. Oh, uh, Benji, uh, I didn't know you were recording your podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, I'm suffering with, uh, they call it tennis elbow. I don't play tennis uh, or pickleball. I wonder if they would call it pickle elbow, if that would happen. Though. Hey, Benji. Hey man, look, you've had all day to record your shit. I, I'm recording mine. It's been it's been a while. Everyone's been waiting. I've been getting 
like one or two emails asking <laughs> to record a new one. But uh, where was I? All right. Saw X, right? Or Saw 10. Oh, Jesus Christ. Saw X or Saw 10. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Wherever you want to put it in there. Yeah. It's another another Saw movie. And you know what? Remember that tagline? If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Right? It's like every fucking year. You know, and people went in droves. You know, so surely that happened again, right? I mean, now we had what? Uh, we had that one that was called Jigsaw. There was that one that was released. And then, of course, uh, after the main, like, Saw storyline, I guess. Um, and then, of course, there was Spiral. Um, Spiral. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk about that. But but with Saw releasing in October, it it killed at the box office, right? I mean, it surely did. I mean, come on, guys. You know, we as the horror people, we showed up and we were like, Saw X is back or Saw 10 and Jigsaw and blah, blah, blah. We saw the viral marketing and the fucking puke bags and all of that. We all went out. I mean, this was just like, you know, Terrifier 2, right? Last year. Well, no. Because uh, Jigsaw um, came in second to Paw Patrol. can't estimate the power of the the i don't know what's a paw patrol i thankfully the boy was past paw patrol i mean now without having seen anything or knowing anything you know as far as paw patrol goes from what i understand it's animals that dress up like the village people like you have the cop you have the uh, Native American, the construction worker, the the leather, the one in leather. So that's what I'm guessing what Paw Patrol is, and it law and saw ten or X or however you want to say it did not perform as well against Paw Patrol. Now I I I hate commenting without seeing a movie, but it just seems like people in the theater to go to the theater, you know, that people just want something new, something exciting, something different, you know, or, you know, something that we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen a Friday the 13th in a while. And we sure as fuck haven't seen a Freddy in a while. I mean, I'm not saying just go out and just poop in a bag and call it Freddy or Jason, but I mean, we've seen a lot of Chucky and that's been cool. Sometimes too much of a good thing can be bad. I mean, last year, you know, I had mentioned Terrifier 2, and last year it was kind of like this sleepy, sleeper horror movie hit of the spooky season, you know. Uh, at times, you know, kind of people saying, you know, oh, it's doing better than than Halloween ends in the box office. I mean, I'll tell you, it had officially put Art the Clown up there with the likes of Jason and Freddy and Chucky. Now, granted, Art, you know, has some some more sequels to, to do, you know, to be in and whatever. And, you know, people, it has to continually gain traction. I know Pete Davidson, you know, is a fan of terrifier too. And yeah, actually art was in uh, the TV show that, I mean, you know, like has a dream sequence or whatever, but, but yeah, I mean, I thought that was cool. Now did Pete Davidson date Taylor Swift? Uh I don't know. I, and, and you know what? I'm not going to Google it. I think for this, you know, season, 
like it or not, Taylor Swift's era's tour is kind of like the terrifier too of this year. And that's so weird to say, but it's almost kind of like that a little bit. I mean, in fact, this year, Terrifier 2 is going to be re-released in the theaters on November 1st. There's going to be some some surprises. I'm guessing it's going to have some new footage probably from Terrifier 3. And, you know, whether you like it or not, Terrifier 2, it, it was different. It was the same, but it was different. Different kind of movie. You can go back and listen to the Plastic Things podcast about Terrifier, where Ski and I, you know, go into a deep dive and all of that. You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe next year, Art and Taylor Swift, you know, will team up. And if she breaks up with uh, this uh, Travis Kolakowski guy, you know, maybe they'll saw him in half. Who knows? But, you know, the other movie before October ends this month, the other movie that we've got coming out is Five Nights at Freddy's. Popular video game. They're making it into a movie adaption. It's going to have Matthew Lillard, who is a darling in the horror movie world. It's going to be released in the theaters and on Peacock at the same time. And hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. But what can go wrong with a video game adaption that started in February, wrapped in April, and is put together and released in October? And it's from Blumhouse. So there you go. I don't know. I haven't seen really seen the trailer for it. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with Five Nights at Freddy's. But I mean, I know every, you know, kid, you know, the boy was kind of around that, but he wasn't really into it. And, you know, he played maybe played Five Nights at Freddy's a couple of times. So he's not really like terribly excited about it. Something that's coming out, but it's also being released in on Peacock as well at, at the same time. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But really, I mean, it kind of sucks as far as if you want to go to the theater and you want to see a movie, you want to see a scary movie, you haven't really had a whole lot. And, you know, maybe it's because it's the exorcist believer's fault. But ladies and gentlemen, I know it's uh, it's actually been a bit since our last episode. Uh, things have been kind of crazy around here uh, with the uh, the boy moving down to Plastic Fang Studios here in sunny Virginia Beach and uh, starting high school and everything. And of course, as we celebrate the year of the Michael Shannon, the reason why I had the clip at the beginning is because I hadn't been able to talk about the whole Barbenheimer thing, which I did see both. Uh, not as I didn't see it as a double feature like everyone else, but you know, now that some time has passed, I've been able to chew on some things about Barbie and of course Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, of course, there were so many fucking people in it. It seemed like every five minutes, you know, I'd like point to the screen and I, I'd whisper to Shannon, I'd be like, you know, hey, it's so and so. Hey, you see, it's that person from that. You know, it's like, you know, show, hey, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's that guy for, who was in, uh, who was in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's that guy. He was in that. It's that. It's him. Be like, hey, it's, uh, it's Josh from Drake and Josh. Did, did you, did you, did your kids watch Drake and Josh? Do you know who Drake and Josh is? But, well, that's that guy. That's what I would say. I'd be like, oh my God, it's young Han Solo. Look, hey. Hey, babe, it's a young Han Solo. He was also in Cocaine Bear. Remember, we saw that. That's him. And I'd like point. 
Yeah. And every now and again, I'd go, I'd, I'd go, hey, it's Scott Grimes from Critters. And Shannon would look at me and be like, what? what? What's Critters? What is, you know, Scott Grimes, he was in Critters. The movie with the little balls that eat people. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Alex Wolf from Hereditary was in it. And so I'd be like, hey, it's the it's the guy who killed his sister in that movie where her head hit the pole. She's like, yeah, he looks familiar. He's also in that movie Old, which was one of the first movies we saw. And the people, I guess, behind us are like, you know, God, are they going to ever shut the fuck up? But I mean, that's how many people are there. We're trying to be quiet, but I mean, Jesus, I need to say, I need to be able to tell Shannon that, uh, that Dylan Arnold, you know, the shitty boyfriend from the Halloween 18 and Halloween kills is in it. I had to say Jack fucking Quaid shows up man from the boys and scream Matthew Modine. That's right. Vision quest himself was in this shit. Uh, the may queen herself, Florence Pugh was in it. Midsommar up in the house, which by the way, spoilers for Oppenheimer. If you haven't seen it, even if you go to a fancy hotel, be weary of the furniture because someone probably sat naked on that chair. Just a, just a thought. (laughs) And of course there was Iron Man. I mean, Jesus Christ, this, this cast was stacked in this. You know, never have I leaned over to Shannon so many times, but like, hey, it's that person with the thing. Remember, we watched them, you know? And, you know, it seemed like with every scene, there was just more and more of those types of people. And I was like, you know, I was like, wow, I never saw any of them being in this movie or thought that they would be in this movie. I mean, shit, at that, at the, towards the end, I wouldn't have been shocked if the guy that played Wyatt from the Weird Science TV show showed up. You know, the Weird Science had a TV show on USA. Yeah, it was uh, Vanessa Angel, I think, you know, it was, was in it. I don't remember the guy that played Gary, to be honest with you. Um, I could probably look it up, but uh, no, that's fine. But I will say that the one person I was genuinely shocked bad seeing was Casey Affleck. In fact, I kind of had no clue. Like when he showed up, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of shocked, but I don't know why. But then like after the movie, you know, kind of Google way, where's Casey Affleck been? Then you're like, Oh yeah. But I dug Oppenheimer. It's pretty cool. Um, probably not gonna like rush out and see it again or watch it at home. A lot of talking, you know, I thought uh, Cillian, Mur- Cillian Murphy was great. You know, probably get a Oscar or some shit. I don't know. But but then, of course, there was the, the Barbie, Barbie part of it, of the Barbenheimer, which uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, you know, House of the Devil. Hell yeah, man. You know, it, and, it, and it's pretty cool. You know, now, it wasn't really what I thought that it was going to be. You know, it's I think everyone kind of has a misconception sometimes about what a movie is going to be, but it's an existing IP, but it was something new. And, um, you know, it had some messages in it and stuff like that. And I I thought that the messages were great. You know, it's kind of weird sometimes, you know, because, you know, being a man, you're, you know, going to see a movie and everything you, you kind of are. You're kind of used to seeing a lot of things from a male perspective. 
you know, and, and so seeing things from a female perspective sometimes, you know, can, can be uh, enlightening and, and eye-opening. Um, but I'm, but I thought it was great. And, and I love Greta Gerwig. I'm sorry. And uh, Margot Roby, that Ryan guy, whatever his name, Ryan Gosling, he was in it and you know, he was, he was good. You know what? Fucking, you know what they ought to do is make Ryan Gosling play Freddy Krueger. I mean, someone with like some fucking gravitas, some acting gravitas, have him play Freddy Krueger. Right now that would be a fucking nightmare on Elm street that I would say, but I mean, overall, you know, it was kind of fun you know, to see people having fun with the Oppenheimer and the Barbie thing, you know, it was kind of like a group of people that came together that wanted to see the success of, of two films that may not have normally been a success, you know, talk about Paw Patrol winning at the box office this past weekend. You could have gone the route with Barbie towards that kind of same audience, but they didn't. And, and you know we're going to see more Barbies because, fuck, it's made over a billion dollars. And and hell yeah for Greta Gerwig and, you know, and female directors. Greta Gerwig comes from horror, man. It's where you get your start. Horror births everything. It's where everyone gets their start because it's low budget. It's the best thing to do. And you know what? It's like a, a horror builds movie studios. It makes people, you know, and that's the, the great thing about the whole Barbenheimer thing. I thought that was fun. It was a fun way to kind of end, you know, the, the summer blockbuster season getting right into, in the spooky season here. Now, of course, back to what we're going to be starting to celebrate here for spooky season this year. And some of the things uh, I know, one thing uh, is Joe Bob has been renewed for a sixth season, which they said is going to be longer, which is great. You know, more Joe Bob, always a great thing. You know, God, it, it, you know, it's so weird thinking back to the very first, the last drive-in, which was supposed to be the last, right? It was supposed to be done. And then, of course, it got popular. And it's just, you know, for a horror fan, you know, again, it's it's a great time. And kind of the peak of that was when Ramsey and I worked the Jamboree at the Mahoney. Uh, and, you know, which is a great episode, go back and, and listen to, you know, kind of our recap uh, of that, but, uh, Shudder finally aired it, you know, and it was, it was kind of weird to watch because, you know, you're there, right. And you kind of see everything live, you know, but it was good to, to look and, and see, you know, uh, some memories. I, I think Virgil kind of uh, summed it up best to me when, when I was chatting with him about, you know, that were kind of like old war buddies. You know, because, I mean, all of us that went through that experience certainly walked away with uh, with something. And I think I think for Ramsey, it was Ricketts. <laughs> uh, that's right. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Ricketts. Uh, it, it, that was fun to see. And it's just uh, generally a uh, exciting to see what's on the horizon, especially now that the writer strike is over and, you know, hopefully the actor strike one soon and maybe get the creativity kind of starting to flow a bunch of shit start to get released and, and coming out. But um, one thing that I'm excited about is uh, of course, another thing on shutter is uh, VHS 85. Definitely excited about that. Now uh, anthology, 
uh, films I'm a big fan of. Uh, Trick or Treat is definitely one, you know. And again, you got another kind of icon that's popular with the, uh, you know, especially with all the fucking merch and Spirit Halloween. Uh, but uh, VHS 85 is coming out. And I don't know. I think it's a great way to showcase filmmakers and stuff like that. And, and so it's something that is uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. There's a documentary coming out on Hulu about the um, McCammy Manor. Uh, that seems pretty interesting that to, to watch. Kind of wonder what behind the scenes thing uh, things about that. Of course, with it being the season, uh, definitely going to have to go to Frightmare. Haunted houses, like growing up, I was always like terrified of them. The JC's haunted house would be, you know, the one that would would go on every year. And every year, I'd be like, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go in. And then we'd get to the parking lot and be like, you know, no, nah, I'm gonna stay in the car, you know, because. <laughs> all my cousins that were older would go in and stuff. And then they come out, Oh my God, I was so scared and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird thinking back that there was a time when, when I was terrified and uh, wouldn't, you know, partake in that. And I get it. You know, you gotta, you gotta dip your toe in, in the water and stuff like that. And in, in fact, I remember the year that I finally went into a JC's haunted house and realized that it just was not as scary as I had built up in my head that it would be. Uh, but, you know, Frightmare, actually, it, it does provide scares and they change things up all the time. Uh, so if you're if you're in the area, I definitely urge you to go to Frightmare. Um, one of the the highest rated haunts in the entire country uh, but with that being said, I remember hearing about McCammy Manor and how it's an extreme haunted house and it's hard to get in and you had to sign a waiver. But then also that there was this prize money that if you made it through. But I don't know, really know if, especially now having done research and everything about it, if it is something that you you kind of think that it is. I mean, you kind of think about the old adage of, you know, uh, if I gave you a million dollars, would you stay in a haunted house or, or what have you? Could you make it through, you know, with legitimate scares and stuff? And it seems like a lot of the stuff that I've seen about McCammy Manor is that it's just it's just a torture thing. They're going to drag you through mud and waterboard you and things like that. And allegedly, I'm just seeing saying what I've seen out there on the Internet as far as this goes. But. Um, it'll be interesting to watch this documentary to kind of get that curtain back a little bit because I, I feel like knowing people at Frightmare, it's an, it's something that they, you know, generally want to scare you, but you know, not take it too far. Right. You know, and you can in fact get like an extreme band, which allows, you know, touching and stuff like that, but they're, they're not going to do anything that's going to seriously put you at risk. But sometimes it's it's the not knowing about what's going to happen. Uh, last year, it was funny because uh, Andy had come over and helped with some electricity. And he kind of does that on the side. So we had an le electrical issue here at the house. He was gracious enough to help us with. And uh, it's funny because uh, the boy's room saw the boy's room and he's a Washington commanders fan and saw the stuff. So, but the boy wasn't here. So when we went to Frightmare last year and everything, Andy was in his full clown outfit and everything, you know, scary clown and was telling Regan, 
I I know what your bedroom looks like, you know, kind of, and Regan kind of laughed off. Yeah. Who's, you know, this guy, you know, and uh, it's funny because, you know, I like your commander stuff and your horror figures and Regan's face went fucking white. Uh, so that definitely added to it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see that uh, on Hulu while, when, when that comes up, you know, other than that, Every year, a lot of times I'll make uh, a movie a day, a horror movie a day list, like on social media and whatever. And this year, I'm not not really feeling it. Not really, because it's there, there's the same ones uh, a little bit. I want to put new ones on there. I don't know. I would have liked to have put, you know, ha- the Haunted Mansion on there. Can't You can't play safe. You know, I, I understand that money is a huge thing and investing is a huge thing. But when, when you play it safe or you try to, you know, predict what's going to happen, you know, just for the sake of not losing money, you, you, you curtail the artistic process. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping with the, with the actors and writers strikes ending that that's something that's, that's going to stop. Now I know that I've dumped on, you know, David Gordon green and stuff like that, but I can't help but think about what universal, made him change in the Halloween movies or what universal maybe made him change in the exorcist believer movies, but who knows? But I do know that the plastic fangs podcast are on social media and you can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram. We got a TikTok. And I'm going to tell you, we've got some great stuff coming up for the weeks ahead for spooky season. I mean, there's going to be pumpkin spice all over the place. It's going to be in your ears and your nose. It's going to be in your bathing suit like sand at the beach. And uh, I just want you to think that while you've been getting down and out about these liars and dirty, dirty cheats of the world, you could have been down to get bit.